Hear these words from the Gospel of Luke. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar, but on the lampstand so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But if it is not healthy, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, consider whether the light in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, with no part of it in darkness, it will be as full of light as when a lamp gives you light with its rays. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Some of you may recall the film Dead Poet Society. Anyone in the house remember Dead Poet Society? Gene Siskel noted in the Chicago Tribune that it was a refreshing, if not obvious, drama. The movie stars the exceptionally talented late Robin Williams, and in the film, Williams plays John Keating, a high school English teacher at an all-boys private academy who is committed to helping his students take advantage of the opportunities that life presents to them. He seeks to be a positive voice to the students while continually communicating to them that they can accomplish the goals that they dream of achieving. And there's a compelling scene in the movie when Keating leads his class out into the foyer of the building. And there, there are all of these old photographs of graduating classes that are, that's all over the walls. And as the boys study these portraits of the classes who had graduated generations before them, Keating remarks that the persons in those pictures were just like them, people full of hope and people full of ambition. Then Keating asks his class, did they wait till it was too late to realize their full potential? And then he tells the class that if they lean in close, they can hear a message from the persons in these pictures. So they lean in and Keating whispers, carpe diem, carpe diem, seize the day. The epistle to the Hebrews that we heard read this morning is a sermon, and it's written much like a preacher would write a sermon manuscript. So in a way, you, you've already heard today's message be given. And what's incredible about it is that it's so encouraging because it's about life and it's about faith. It's about how faith perseveres amidst challenging times and how people of faith overcome obstacles and find strength and boldness through the witness of other people around them. And the definition of faith is given to us in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance or assurance of things hoped for and the evidence or conviction of things that we can't see. And this definition is much more than just slender words on a page. And as we continue through verse 29, we know that faith is a lifestyle. It's part of our inmost being. It's active. It's like keeping pace and running a marathon, running a race. We don't just simply have faith. Rather, we live by 
and through our faith. Faith is not an idealistic concept. Rather, it is the reality of those who seek to survive and to thrive in their lives. And the writer of Hebrews walks us through the archives of history and thus through the archives of faith to remind us of the strength we have in God, of whose we are, and of who we are. To remind us of our strength and the sustaining power of our faith as we live in the hope of salvation. And in today's text, we discover glimpses of stories of those faith heroes who ran the race set before them. You'll find some of these stories familiar, teeming and focused. With eyes pointed forward, the Israelites crossed through the Red Sea with all of their might. They were being chased by Egyptian forces, literally running for their lives. And when they reached the other side, the sea closed in and God was faithful to them. Or the story of Jericho where people marched around the walls of Jericho with Joshua for seven days and then the walls eventually came tumbling down. And Rahab, who had a very difficult life, was spared her life as a part of that same story and became a part of God's people along with, with all of her family. And then the writer of Hebrews goes on to list other imperfect people who kept going when their knees were trembling and their eyes were soaked with sweat, who ran the race, who knew that they were running for something greater, something true and eternal. People who seized the day by faith. The text says that they conquered kingdoms, that they brought about justice, realized promises, they even shut the mouths of lions, put out raging fires, escaped from warfare, and found strength in weakness. Though some were tortured and put to death, though some were whipped and shamed, they ran hard. And the text says most bluntly, they were given approval for their faith. They ran the race that was set before them. A number of years ago, my father was undergoing treatments for cancer. And I wanted to visit more often, but I had pastoral responsibilities. And Joy and I were living in Southeast Florida, a long way from where my parents live. And quick trips were not an option. And as my father was running the race of his treatments, my mother was running the race of being a caregiver to him. She had people surrounding her as she was surrounding him. And that's how this works. When our running slows down, when our bodies begin to fail, there are those in the race who offer water, help. They come alongside us. They lift you up over the rocks in the road. They hold you steadfast when the winds would knock you down. They wipe your face when it sweats with the tears of struggle and agonizing pain. And not too many years ago, my mother began to share with me her prayer journal that she kept during that time. Each day I would hear a ping on my phone and it was yet another entry in my mother's journal. And she has used this to offer help to countless other people. 
and then those people are able to help others. So no matter what you're facing, there's hope in the present moment today from those who are running the race as well. Now just take a moment and look around this room. Just turn your heads and, and look around this room. Everyone in this room offers help and encouragement and hope for our community. There is hope in the present moment today because those who are here and those who have gone on before us, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Think about those persons in your life who have gone on and go on before you, or maybe those who are still even living, who have surrounded you. And in this thought, you will see faith and you will see God. I'm moved by the refugee Olympic team consisting of refugees from all around the world. Did you know that even existed? A part of this team is swimmer Yusra Mardini and Yusra is from Syria. Her achievements before the Olympics seem incomprehensible. She's a talented swimmer from war-torn Damascus and was backed professionally by the Syrian Olympic Committee. And she comes from an area that is ravaged by war, ravaged by war and internal conflict. And as the conflict escalated, she would find herself training in pools where the roofs had been blown open by bombings. And as Damascus became increasingly unstable, she and her sister Sarah left Syria, traveling to Lebanon and Turkey while trying to reach Greece. 30 minutes from setting off from Turkey, the motor on their boat, which was meant for six people but carrying 20, it began to fail. And most of those on board could not swim. And Yusra and Sarah, along with two other strong swimmers, jumped into the sea and swam for three hours to get the boat ashore in Lesbos. She said, we were the only four that knew how to swim. I had one hand with the rope attached to the boat. And as I moved my two legs and one arm we were able to steer the boat in the right direction. It was three and a half hours in freezing cold water and your body is almost like done. I don't know if I can describe that. She also stated, I remember that without swimming, I would never be alive. Maybe because of the story of this boat. It's become a positive memory for me. A positive memory? Well, it is a story of faith. It is a story of dreams. It is a story of running the race that is set before you. Everyone on that boat was surrounded by the perseverance of four strong swimmers. If we consider our Christian life and our faith and our race, Everyone in this room is surrounded by the perseverance of everyone else. No one is alone. You are not alone. 
We all bring our own life experiences to this race we are on. And don't we all need four strong swimmers in our lives? Some in this room have been through hell and back. Cancer, abuse, family wreckage, addiction, depression, loneliness, deception, pain, the loss of a spouse, the loss of jobs, the loss of children, complete hopelessness. And then someone else in the race, a sister or a brother in Christ reminds us that Jesus is not a bystander to what we're going through. Jesus is the rope that we are holding on to. They look at us in the eyes, they call us, they send us a card, they end up next to us at the communion rail. They sing for us when we can't sing a song. They cry for us when our tears are all dried up and nothing is left inside. They are this ever-present reminder that God is with us and Jesus is our rope. That's your church. And this is a Christian church. And together, we are the temple of God and we trust in the communion of all the saints. Therefore, when we think about people, about those of this congregation who have gone on before us and finished the race, we are surrounded by their perseverance too. They look to us from glory and I, I can just hear them whisper into our hearts when we think everything is crumbling down around us. Jesus, Jesus is not a bystander to what you're going through. I went through it, don't be afraid. Lean on one another, seize the day. God is faithful. God is making your lives extraordinary. Friends, Christ's is the heart that will never quit beating for us and Christ's is the hand that will never let go of, let go of us. So let us run the race and keep the faith. Run the race when you feel like it and keep running when you don't. Run the race when you think you know what you're doing and run the race when you don't. Run the race when you work for justice. Run the race when you care for the earth. Run the race when you serve and teach children. Run the race on the mountaintop of exaltation and run the race in the valley of humiliation because God is with you. There's hope in our faith today because we are surrounded by perseverance. I close with this prayer that came one day on a text message from my mother's journal. It says, your word tells us that there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. As difficult as some of those seasons might be, we trust that you will carry us through. The waiting is hard, but we're learning to trust in your timing and your perfect will. Whether we're sick or we're healthy, whether we're rich or we're poor, whether we're facing a trial or everything is going our way, 
teach us to rejoice in your goodness. Teach us to wait, to hold on to hope, and to fiercely hold on to our faith. Amen. Carpe diem, carpe diem, seize the day. There's faith in the room.